Hey guys, Anna and Emily of the present here. Anna and Emily of the past that you're about to hear are doing a lovely podcast on coming to America. However, just with the current climate in America and what's been happening over the past few weeks, which has made waves, obviously, internationally, we really wanted to flag up that that's not referenced in this podcast. And some of you might have been wondering why. And it's because it was recorded a few weeks ago. Um, But we did want to take the opportunity to say, check out the show notes. We're going to put some links to some charities and bail funds that you can contribute to. Please do consider making an active choice to donate. And remember that Black Lives Matter. Enjoy the podcast. Emily Lloyd Saney, are you there? Yeah, I am. Anna Leong Brophy. Are you there? Believe, because this is still legit. (laughs) (laughs) You better believe. This is the podcast where Emily and I look at treasured bits of popular culture from our childhoods and see if it's still legit in today's world. And that is what we're going to do today with a film that meant the world to me when I was younger. Oh my goodness. Coming to America. And we're not doing it alone because today we are joined by, guys, his CV is off the chain. (laughs) I don't even have to make that up like when I talk about M. Yeah, pick me up like that, you bitch. (laughs) He is the star of Ghosts. He is the star of Stathlet's Flats. Some of the, what was it? Some of the finest acting, some of the finest acting on TV today. Said someone. One person said. (laughs) We're doing a terrible job of introducing you, Kaya. No, we're doing a great job. He's a friend of ours. He's an actor. He's a comedian. He was actually in Anna and I's initial egg show. So he's an honorary egg. Uh, it's Kyle Smith Bino. Yo, what's popping? Many things are popping. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Uh, Give me two. Two each. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, it's going to be like this. Okay. okay. You've already, we get a guy on and he straight away takes over the airwaves. This is, this is classic. <laughs> I want two each. Uh, I don't know, man. I'll tell you what, our four-day weekend. <gasps> we had a four-day bank holiday yeah, weekend. Yeah, we took Friday oh. off as well. I mean, I've got no idea when Friday was. See, you're living the dream. You're living the dream right now. I feel like this is the weather to be living that life. Exactly. Kyle, did Yo. you watch Coming to America um, yes. back in the, the OG days? I do, but I didn't. Re- when I rewatched it, I didn't remember all of it. I remembered bits, but like there were quite a lot of bits. So I was like, "Oh, all right. can you, Kyle, do a synopsis of Coming to America without with like minimal spoilers?" Usually, Anna and I take right. turns, and we can't help but get dragged straight into <laughs> but it. Can I just make a confession? Just because you asked that, yeah, of Kyle, and I just feel like I can't. I have to say this now off the bat. I think I thought I had seen it. And then I was watching it being like, I don't remember a lot of this. And then I realised, and I'm really ashamed to say this, that I think I thought oh, I the know. video for Do You Remember the Time, the Michael Jackson video with Iman and Eddie Murphy <laughs> when they're like in Egypt. <laughs> oh, that, that six minute feature film. <laughs> It's nine minutes. I thought that was coming to America. I thought that was a remembrance from the film. 
I mean, that is understandable. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, there's a king. There's a king. It's Africa. Yeah, there's times to remember. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Uh, so I, I'm sorry about that. But please, please continue, Kyle. With that in mind, I'll try and forgive you. Summarize it for me. So Anna, you revisited it and got a rude awakening. Yeah. Never seen that before. Never seen it before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Kyle, yes. as you're our esteemed mm-hmm. guest, I'd like you to give us a brief kind of outline of what coming to America does. Um, prince Hakim, who is a prince of Zamunda, uh, has yes. been, on his 21st birthday, has been um, instructed by his father that he must marry, uh, he must find his queen. He doesn't want this arranged marriage. He wants mm-hmm. to find real love. So he um, mentions a place that he wants to go, which is New York. And out of the two choices of anywhere in the world, he could go to <laughs> LA or New York. That's that's his whole. That's a whole <laughs> globe. It's just. LA I did think York. that was quite a funny line where they were like, "The whole of America. Where are we going to go? LA or New York?" Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And then they go to. They decide to go to Queens in New York, and he has forty days to find love, or he has to come back and marry a woman who would do anything for him, uh, and that is showcased when she hops on one leg and barks like a dog. Yeah. Okay, I think that's good. I think that's good enough to go. Well, anything that we should probably. I would add just that. I mean, he hasn't actually run that. She would always add this uh, one. I'm always adding. But he he hasn't actually ran that by his parents. Oh yeah, his dad his dad thinks he's going to go and get his um. So his royal oats. <laughs> that's hell. it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but he he wants to find love. Bless him. Lovely. That was beautifully done. Yeah, I mean it. And yeah. true. Yeah. Not how you remember it, is it? No, Anna? <laughs> it was a lot shorter, and Michael Jackson was in it, and, and he, he turns it to sand. sand. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, it is such a great video, though. I really want to watch the video now, just to see like what was going through your mind when, like, okay. Oh. There's a really good thread on Twitter about the remember the time. Video. That's esoteric. The, That's the guy great. was talking about like how is this guy like, what, how's this guy just coming into our house and just dancing and then you run off with him. And like, what do you mean you were talking on the phone? What? What is a phone? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So before we get into it, we like to have a little check-in, don't we? We're going to watch the whole film. Yeah, let's just watch the whole film. Just to make sure we're all watching the same film. You're right. Um, Do you know what? I'm absolutely fine. Um, really? Yeah. But you get annoyed at door handles. <laughs> yeah, but not like... I wouldn't say annoyed, I just shout at them. <laughs> um, but I, I've i been fine. Like, I was, um, I was at my mum's for a long time. Five weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, hmm, this woman's going to kill me. And the 32 years before that, you hadn't... And then I, I just thought it would be like GBH or something. But... <laughs> A maiming. But um, this time around, I was like, hmm, I feel murder on the cards. So I am in an Airbnb uh, in the centre of London. In the centre of London's Notting Hill. It looks fancy. 
West London as well. It's very nice, uh, apart from the ants. Uh, there are a few. I recommend an ant bait station. I got one, didn't yeah. I, Anna? I had a few right. ants. I got an ant bait station, and then there were three hundred ants, and then the next day, zero ants. It was a real blow by blow. She'd be like, "Yeah, so anyway, oh, I've just murdered some. Oh, there's some of them are coming to the funeral. It was yeah, I felt like it was. Oh well, yeah, they love that, don't yeah. they? <laughs> <laughs> But they all call their mates and then their, their mates go, oh, yeah, we'll get all this food. And they get all the, the bait and they take it back and they give it to the queen. They're all like, oh, this is the best night of our lives. And then they all die. It's, it's quite bleak, actually. At least they have a good time first. What a way to go. Yeah, that's true. Indulgent, like Roman style Yeah, I like to like leave. I'd like to see an ant and then leave a crumb and then it gets a bit of the crumb and then leaves and tries to get its friends. And when I come back, I take the crumb away. And they all think he's a fucking liar. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you're absolutely you're fine. So, so I'm doing well. That, yep, you're fine. You're absolutely spot on. Good. You filmed a lockdown staff recently. Yes. Um, mm. staff, staff lockdowned. Uh, I filmed that uh, very... We filmed that very quickly. That took like three hours. I like that a lot. Wow. Yeah, we just banged it, it out. Yeah, I loved it. Um, it was it was 17 minutes when we filmed it. And it was eight minutes when it came out. Was that uh, was that scripted at all or was it... Yeah, fully. <clears throat> tightly, tightly scripted, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Because yeah. it, it's very natural. I'm sorry. I, I, that's one of those annoying things that when other people do it, bothers me and I've just done it. Which no, is but assume that good the, acting is just improvised. The way that it was written, the way that it's written though is very, very natural and it's sort of like, we are also able to, because we've done, we've played these characters for like two series, we can just like throw some things in or change bits. And also, Dean is you. Like, you're, you're just like, could someone furlough me please? <laughs> yeah, it's a version of me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, he's you when you haven't yeah. eaten. Yeah, fully. Where can people watch it, Kyle? Uh, it's on UTL. Um, it's Yo-tio. also on Channel 4's, I don't know, pager or something, whatever they use. Um, <laughs> so everyone would like to page Channel 4. Channel uh, 4, I think. Um, Send them a fact. Yeah. It's a Google away, basically. But also, links in my bio. <laughs> yeah, we can actually links in my link bio. it in our, in our show notes. Who knew? You're right. I am great because I painted some of my garden furniture and that shit feels like like being back at nursery. Did you paint on newspaper? <laughs> no, because I'm too scared to touch newspapers these days. Oh, yeah. I wish. In case wish. the news gets on you. <laughs> exactly. Can I just say a, a grind mm. here? Because... In this house, we're decorating every weekend oh and gardening. Yeah, but John wears a different T-shirt every time he does it. <laughs> and now there is paint and grass on, I would say, almost all of his T-shirts. And that's, do I say, can we have a painting T-shirt? Mate, I know, I just know that I appreciate you, Kyle, because I know that you would not do that. But then again, oh. you probably wouldn't paint. Yeah, you probably wouldn't paint though. Because you can pay people to paint things. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just buy it the colour I want it. (laughs) Oh my God. I will never forget being in Edinburgh with you. And it's 
pissing down with rain and there's a bus like one minute away from us that will take us to opposite the flat we're staying in or there's a six time uber surge and a 45 minute wait (laughs) (laughs) and kyle's like i'm not getting a bus (laughs) look at me no i was very tired that night i'll stand by Mm. it i know you do so if anyone wasn't sure of the caliber of the guest on today's podcast (laughs) he's so busy it wasn't his uber account there was it no never is (laughs) and never will be living that double life it's excellent um shall we just get straight on because i'm excited to yeah i think there's a lot of ground to cover let's do it Mm. I'm going to start it officially with this. Okay, go. Coming to America. And then I'd like us all to do it. Coming to to America. It got a lot slower, a lot more soulful. I think it was beautiful. I wonder if it'll make the cut. (laughs) (laughs) Doubt it, mate. (laughs) So we've established, Anna, that it was kind of officially your first time watching it. Mm-hmm. It was my, I would say, it's so weird because I would say it's probably my seventh or eighth time, but there was still so much. I was like, I don't remember, I don't remember half of this. I don't remember. I also remember it being hilarious. Kyle, do you remember it being like, yeah. belly laugh hilarious? Yeah. And it's actually quite a gentle meandering film yeah. these it's days. Very, do you know what the main thing I thought as I was watching it? I was like, this film is moving so slowly. Like the reactions of like people are constantly going, Hakeem, would you like to do this? Well, I and I was like, fucking get a wiggle on! Snippity <laughs> snip! On. You could lose 15 minutes out of this film. And then there's the bits where there's just like essentially sketches. Yeah. 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 What I didn't remember is that that singer, Randy Watson. Yes. I didn't realise that was Eddie Murphy. I want, do you know what? Watching it, I was like, I feel like that's Eddie Murphy. Okay, so let's play Guess Who. Okay. Who do you think was the, I'll start easy, Clarence, the owner of the barbershop? Eddie Murphy. Ding. Okay, who do we think that the Jewish barbershop customer was? That's Eddie Murphy, right? Ding! Also Eddie That's Murphy. That's incredible. Mm. Did you know that, Kyle? Yeah, I, do you know what? I thought it was Charlie Murphy. Can we just take a moment to say, how come, does anyone know why Charlie and Eddie Murphy have the most white Irish names in the world? Oh, yeah. Charles Murphy and Edward Murphy. Wouldn't you, if I said those to you, you'd be like, okay, two, two ginger Irishmen. <laughs> yeah. Right? Never questioned it. And then um, Arsenio Hall is obviously a few characters in there as well. Yeah. He's disgusting, man. Yeah, really disgusting. He's so like, even in his face, he's just like, like I want to walk around him. (laughs) And he's the other um, barber as well. And he also plays that girl in the club. Yeah. Yeah. Who in the credits is called Extremely Ugly Girl. And, and, (laughs) And on Wikipedia, it's a extrapolated in case we weren't sure it says extremely ugly girl an unattractive female club goer <laughs> all right all right thank you thank you wikipedia when i was watching it i thought i looked at arsenio Hall and i was like he looks like a woman pretending to be a man 
Yeah. He's very okay. effeminate, isn't he? In in the bit where they are doing like the weird martial arts at the beginning. Yeah. He's beautiful. Looks like Grace Jones. That outfit, Grace Jones, 100%. Yeah. Straight up Grace Jones. Would you wear I, that outfit, Kyle? Um, I mean, it's very cropped. It's cropped, <laughs> cropped high-waisted. It, just to paint a picture to people, it's like this fabulous like harem pant outfit, but with a very tailored cropped top as well. Mm. And lip gloss for days. Oh, yeah. And his eyelashes as well. Like that. Yeah, mm. like camels. If you could play anyone in Coming to America, who would it be? And that's going to Kyle because it's very bloke heavy. Oh, well, I, I have an opinion as well. No, you're not allowed one. You're a woman. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Um... That, makes, that makes me genuinely angry. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why you definitely will get to answer. I hate myself. <laughs> okay, um... anyone. Because there's so many amazing kind of cameo parts. Oh, that's... Can you come back to me after Anna? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, opinion. Well, uh, obviously, I would want to play Prince Akeem. You want to be Prince Akeem? Yeah. What? The lead? Yeah. I'll, I'll play that character. Anna, that is not what I was asking. Would you like the lead part in this film? <laughs> you said if you said if you could play any of the characters. I just in mean film. in terms of all the fun cameo characters, who would you be? I think the listeners will attest to the fact that you said any character in the film. I did, but then I um, said this. Kyle, we don't make us fight. <laughs> Don't watch this. I was thinking. I was thinking too deeply about my answer. I didn't even hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think. Um, well. Okay. So. So not. I can't even be Lisa. I don't like your. Rules. You can be Lisa if you want to. I didn't think you'd want to be. Well, I just think she could be more interesting. But actually, Prince Akeem has got you written all over a manner because within the first five minutes of he the has film, his royal penis washed. He has his royal penis brush, which really reminded me of you so much. <laughs> no, well, in the first five minutes, and this is post the credits, which took a long time, the title sequence. Yeah. And then it really surprised me, his kind of feminist message. Yes, same, same. I also thought that, but then, I mean, overall, I'm like, oh, it's this bloody, it's like the Little Mermaid all over again. It's like, you just met her. <laughs> Everyone says that of coming to America. (laughs) It's like, he sees her go, can you all make a donation? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to marry her. It's literally the first woman who has what it seems like a brain. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's getting a hand shandy off her sister. (laughs) Yeah. He's getting a what? Sorry. Hand shandy. He's getting a half pint. I've never heard that and I never want to. No one's hand shandied you at a basketball game before. What, what does that? What is that? You on know, a double a, date, a nice hand frothy shandy. head on a hand shandy. Oh, no. <laughs> Anna, <laughs> Anna Brophy, I've never heard that. Note to self: tell mums not to listen to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, yo, thoughts on. The outfits. Uh, I quite liked the outfits that they they were wearing when they came out of the shop. You know when they go in the shop, they go to like find some American clothes, and then they came out. I was the like, tourist outfits. Hmm. Yeah, especially um, Akeem's jacket. Yes, I was and really into Patrice, that. Patrice, the sister, has an has like an amazing wardrobe. 
And she just looks fantastic. Uh, Guys, I'm all about Daryl's chunky knits. Do you mean Lionel Richie lookalike Daryl? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what on earth? He's from ER. Oh, was yeah. He? Yeah, and he was bald after. Yes. What was in that soul glow? Yeah, but it burnt his scalp. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, okay, amazing. That's that's a little drop of knowledge. I mean, he, he the thing that he was wearing to the basketball thing with... It looked like a picnic blanket. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yes. and it had the tassels here, but also here as a different colour. Yeah. So I was like, "Is that uh, a scarf? for the listeners?" He's pointing to his chest and his arms and wiggling them around. Well, Jack they should listen better to what they're doing. Look at eyes. Um, it was like because I thought it was a scarf, and then I realised it was like the same tassels that are on the sleeve. So and I was like, "What? Strange. What is this?" But also, mm. all the um, like African dignitaries. Yeah. Who are, are like coming to the wedding and stuff like that. They look like they're in some kind of African version of the handmaid's tale. They've all got kind I'm of weird oompa loompa outfits on, but they've kind of got like futuristic um, did you notice this? Yeah, well I think in a way, it's this mythical land of Zamunda, right? And everything's kind of slightly heightened. Sorry, and, what? But but what's amazing is <laughs> have I ruined it? What do you mean mythical? Uh oh. Hey, my geography's really bad. Who knows? It's, it's next to Wakanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how Africans would have been portrayed on TV, mostly at around that time, mm. late late 80s. Yeah. And so you see them in all this kind of regal glory in these fiesana, these futuristic kind of headdresses and clothes. And I was like, that's a strong, that's strong. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said. Like, even across the board, it's a bit like the short circuit thing, but, you know, it's this, like, statement that, like, like, the African guy mopping up at your local McDonald's could be a prince. Mm. I think they could have done more with that because the only person who's, like, a bit racist is Daryl, and he kind of makes some clunky sort of, oh, you probably know how to fight because you fight off lions and tigers and I was like well if that was true that would be quite fucking awesome but there are a few there's a few moments that aren't Daryl where the characters do show quite a lot of prejudice and I found it really interesting like in the barbershop yeah exactly and I think the landlord makes a few comments as well in the the slum that they're staying in but all the all the comments of prejudice come from other black characters Mm. they are essentially playing the white westernized view of Africa. Yeah. And I think there is a big difference. Like, even when I was growing up, I don't know if if you guys, or Kyle, because you were in London as well, but there was definite hierarchy of the African kids at my school were lower status than the black Caribbean kids at my school. Yeah, there was was definitely like an ongoing, like, um, it was like WWE beef of like, just a (laughs) fake, just like fake rivalry. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was a big thing before, like, Africans were proud to be African. They were like Africans pretended to be Caribbean. So yeah. then let's relate that then to how strong this message would have been coming out in the 80s. 1988, I think mm. it was. I was four. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a feeling that, like, well, I, when I was watching it, Adam was popping in and out. And he was like, oh, when I was growing up, I thought, you know, this is how I pictured kingdoms in Africa. Mm. And it does feel like the the film is kind of 
trying to do, like glorify the idea of, well, you know. What a polar opposite to the Africa we were given, which was mainly a comic relief-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Desperation and starvation view of Africa. Mm. So that was pretty strong. Uh, tangent, what is the whole, which I never got in any of the times I've watched it, this whole McDowell's McDonald's ripoff subplot. Yeah, I thought there was going to be something about that, like when I went I to... always just thought they worked at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's, I think the whole, the whole thing is that he's been successful. But he could have been successful for McDowell's without it being a McDonald's ripoff. It's such a weird side. Yeah. I think it's because, yeah, it is weird that he's just like copied. Yeah. Because even when he's reading the like operations manual and then he like gets caught and then he's like, don't tell McDonald's. There is no sort of like. There's no punchline. There's no, he never gets caught. So essentially Eddie Murphy falls in love with this girl at first sight and then to get closer to her goes and works at the restaurant that her family runs, which is like a McDonald's knockoff. It's a very seamless plan as well. It goes very well for him. I imagine that it, they probably like tried to get, they probably tried to be like, oh yeah, and he works at McDonald's. And someone's like, we can't get McDonald's. Yeah. Like, well, we'll make our own. But we've written it in. We'll, we'll <laughs> change it. We'll it change it is a ridiculous idea to be like, oh, how am I going to get close to this girl? How about if, how about if I become subordinate to her? as a litter picker in the restaurant that her family owns. It's it's so preposterously 80s. Like, <laughs> it's just like, why don't you just go in, over and talk to her at the fundraiser that you met, that you first see her? No, no, I want to really make things hard for myself. I want to be <laughs> just like... Oh, I'm just going to get a job where she works, which is kind of socially <laughs> frowned upon, probably classed as stalking. Also, um, speaking of stalking, We've yeah. got another Alan McBeal situation, Anna. How did Patrice know where he lived? Turn up at their house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is much later in the film. He's on, yeah. I would say, probably his second, first date, where he's just told Lisa where he lives, but can't go in there because um, Semi has made it all fancy. Next thing you know, her sister turns up. I was here to see Akeem. Huh? How? Yeah. I imagine that she went through the... Um files of the employees where they've put their where they've put their full names and addresses that actually happened to me once you know what a guy that i worked with found my number from the employee list and started texting me no 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 time out oh. no unacceptable yes. <laughs> unacceptable well i know it's unacceptable but you know we're having a baby together now oh <laughs> <laughs> He didn't even work there. Yeah, it was a, a pot washer at a pub I worked in in my gap in my gap yard. A pub washer. A, a pot washer. Oh. KP kitchen pointer. I, I thought he like washes pugs. Do you know what? Kyle's never had to think about who washes his pots. <laughs> his pots just. <laughs> Surely they have a machine. <laughs> no, so weirdly they who don't. Who puts them in the machine, Kyle? Mm. The KP. The pots. <laughs> the pots. The pots are just like okay, we're. T- we're done. We've got to go over to the machine. <laughs> oh, Prince Akeem. Oh, yeah. Surely. With no work ethic. That's you. <laughs> I'll drink the milkshakes. Yeah. Hey, um, Daryl. Daryl just... Um, dis- I mean, they do a real swift do-away of Daryl. So I was like, there's going to be real... Su- 
there's going to be some substance here with soul glow, this like hair. What would you call that? The style that they were wearing their hair. Yeah. Oh, Jerry Curl. Jerry Curl. Jerry Curl. Yeah. So it's this, and that Nile. Nile Rogers does all the music. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, and that his um, he's quoted as saying that the soul glow theme song that comes up and it's like got real like sort of Prince vocals, like super high. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, yeah, that was like one of my finest works. <laughs> Emily's friend now Rogers. My friend Emily's Nile friend. Rogers. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well done. My well pot done. washer, Nile Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he'll do all the music because we were talking about the fact that... Oh my God, I got um, very excited this is by this. Pre-podcast. They're making a new one. Coming to America, number two. Oh, I see. Coming Mm. number two, America. Just on that subject, I don't know why they call Bad Boys 3 Bad Boys Forever. I think that's the worst decision that anyone's ever made. (laughs) Should it be Bad Boys 3 ever? Well, it could be Bad Boys 3, and then the next one could be Bad Boys Forever. But then there's Bad Boys for Life as well. Bad Boys 3 Life. (laughs) What could you call it? I just think it was a really bad idea and I want to write to someone about it, is what I'm saying. You okay, can. Okay, well, actually, you can dictate <laughs> dictate it now over the podcast and we'll make sure it gets the right people. Okay, cool. Um, to whom it may concern, <laughs> I reckon it would have probably been a better idea if you had of decided to call... Are these in capitals, the... these words? <laughs> wait, wait, I'm yeah. losing my place. In bold. It's cut out of newspapers. Called the third instalment of your Bad Boys um, franchise, franchise, Bad Boys 3. Therefore, leaving the fourth film open to possible suggestions such as <laughs> Bad Boys Forever. Uh, yours. Oh. KSB. Oh, just yours. Okay. That's quite curt. Dear KSB, thank you so much for your letter. You're absolutely right. Could we have some alternative choices for our third film? We'd like something just as witty and pithy. Yours Ah. excitedly, Bad Boys franchise. Thank you for your swift response. (laughs) Uh, And this is something that I have been thinking on. And I would like to offer the following. Bad Boys the Third. (laughs) <laughs> um the the three bad bad but the three bad but bad but tears the three bad but tears yeah <laughs> bad bad boys tr- tree like t-r-e-e because it's like a family tree it's about the family sure. yeah. beautiful beautiful um and bad boys twa <laughs> And I just, that was just now. That was just now. Um, kind regards, Kesby. You're hired. Yeah, that's it. Can only be positive. The outcome yeah. from those. Felt more like an email chain, but hey, it's 2020. Yeah, that's true. Save on stamps. Don't go to the post office, guys. So um, I wanted to really, I know this is, this feels slightly like nitpicking. I had two moments where I was like, whoa, not legit. And I wonder if they line up with your guys' thoughts. One was when they present 
the initial bride offering. So the bride that they want to do an arranged marriage with for Prince Akeem. Oh, yeah. There is, I want to say, a four minute dance from about so 20 long. dancers. Incredible dancers. But they are dressed, I would say, I would say, as... Uh, like Native Americans or very much they're sort of in a in very skimpy quasi tribal dress like big big feathers coming out and they come out and they're like yeah when they come all they all come rushing out onto the sort of stage dressed as quote unquote savages and I was like "Mm, I don't know how I feel about this and the dance is so long it goes on for so long. Mm. I feel like because of the length of the dance, mm-hmm. uh, they and they probably where they were that region of Africa, they hadn't got lycra yet. Uh-huh. So feathers with in the order other to be as free as possible, mm-hmm. but still portray that this is like a big event. It's like uh, peacocking. <gasps> peacocking, right. yeah. I kind of went. On a roller coaster with it. As soon as they came out, I was like, problematic, ding dong. And then as the dance went on, I was like, oh, it's a really good dance. And it was I a thought, good dance. Oh, I'd like to see this on TikTok. Um, but Michael Jackson couldn't do that. <laughs> see Michael Jackson I, playing I was, all Yeah, those Anna watching it, being like, when do they turn to sand? <laughs> <laughs> but also, if I was being introduced as the bride, I would not want that flash mob introducing me because anything you do is going to be anticlimactic. Yeah. Yeah. Because when she yeah, walked right. in, I was like, I mean, we're meant to, I suppose we're meant to think, oh, don't marry her, but the dance really overshadowed. Yeah, I agree. You want to be the main event in that respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be I one of the dancers, mm. be the central dancer. But you're right, Anna. I was honestly, for a lot of it, I was looking for a fallen out boob or a genital. Were you? Oh, I can't believe I didn't play that game. Let's just play because that game with the next film we watch. <laughs> I just felt for those dancers, so I thought there's not much on... It's a lot of beads. Excellent dance. Uh, I, I, I think one of the only... Maybe not only, but one of the main problematic things that I found in that film mm-hmm. was that the, the sister... Sorry, Lisa, colour-wise, doesn't fit yeah. in that family. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like they just got a light-skinned actress because because it's like, oh, light-skinned, beautiful. So is the bride-to-be is, is very light-skinned. Very light-skinned. Yeah. And the other woman who doesn't say anything with yeah, the big sleeves. That doesn't say anything who's in the start and the end. Mm. And is beautiful, but very light-skinned. On the note of light skin, the women, the leads, are all very thin and very Western's ideal of... Socially mm. beautiful. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and and there's that moment, isn't there, when there's like a kind of uh, a dummy reveal when the bride-to-be is coming out and this like larger, but like, you know, the shape of most African women, like I would say West mm. African, I suppose, but you know, like very, she's like big and curvy. She steps out and you see on their faces, Arsenio and... Um, Eddie Murphy's faces, they're like, oh no, not her. And then they're like, phew, it's this skinny, skinny, like you say, like yeah. skinny with a skinny nose, light skin, relaxed hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we were saying about that, oh, this is the message we get 
showing this opulent Africa and these um, Africans with a lot of money and uh, a high status in the world. But then their vision of beauty is still so westernised. Well, I mean, James L. Jones is basically white. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. He's got blue yeah. eyes. He's really, he's just so light-skinned. Really pale. He's killed a he's killed a lion. He's yeah. killed a lion and wrapped it round himself in very disturbing fashion. In fact, only the mum, because you, you're like, there's no way this man, the king, could have had such a dark skinned child as Eddie Murphy. No. I mean, yeah, yeah. mum's genes must be working overtime because, yeah. Mm. But yeah, you you're right. Particularly with the women, you can really see that. And <laughs> just as a side note, Lisa. I mean, particularly her final outfit. I know it's the 80s and that's a cruel time. The pink Barbie, the pink Barbie wedding dress. Oh my God. No, I wasn't even thinking. Oh yeah, I hated that. Disgusting. Oh, such a weird scene to end with as well. I was like, we've missed what? How many months? What's happened here? Yeah. It would be stronger if they didn't get married. It always comes down to this idea that you could just marry that person. This is the right person for you. (laughs) There's a small amount of adversity and then you just marry that person. And you're like, mm. she just rejected her long-term boyfriend. They get rid of Daryl, as we discussed, this guy, Daryl, mm-hmm. who's a bit of a prick, but he's very rich. And we get rid of him very swiftly by him just going, just announcing to the dad of his girlfriend, oh yeah, she said we're getting married. She's, she's accepted my proposal, but she hasn't. And then yeah. old, mm. old McDowell gets... The whole family, the whole Jerry Curled family up on the stage gets him up, gets like basically anyone except his daughter and is like, yay, we're celebrating. Hasn't even consulted his daughter. Also, can I just uh, shout out there to the scene after where Eddie Murphy comes and puts a coat over her shoulders yeah, and gives her some champagne. She goes, do you think I reacted too strongly back there? You put your hands on your hips and you didn't say anything. Yeah, you didn't say anything. And then you just walked out. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh, sick burns. (laughs) Weirdly, like I say, watched it in the 80s, watched it. The only line I could quote along to, which I think I must have been a pervert as a child, was when her sister says, let's get you out of those wet clothes. (laughs) That was the line I knew was coming. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic. Yeah, but yeah, it's classic. so much more in the film. But no, little tiny Emily's like, yep, I'll take the porn line. Thank you. <laughs> but also, my, one of my main questions was, how did they get that hot tub in the <laughs> yeah. apartment? Handy P. Yeah, it's a big hot like, tub. That's plumbing. How? Physically. And surely, like, that is the that's the equivalent of the water that the whole building would use. I mean, I don't think that that I don't think that building would be structurally sound enough to. I definitely don't think accommodate so. Accommodate a fifth they, floor. They were high up. They were on like the fourth floor. Yeah. No, nope. don't think so, guys. Pff, come on. Nope. Think logistics. Come on, logistics. <laughs> yeah. But but to go back to the um, the proposal thing, I just I just think you're really undermining your whole point where she's going. Okay, this guy we've been presumably in a long term relationship. She seems perfectly happy with him at first. And then because he strong arms her into marriage, she's like, nah, nah, mate. The racism, the prejudice I could deal with, but don't be telling people we're getting married. Can you imagine? 
If just John announced, yeah, oh God, it's such a, such a gaslighty thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. I've made terrible. this decision. Um, but then they haven't reconciled. They've had, what, one kiss? They've not slept together. Nothing. Not even well, the sum than- of two evenings together. And she's like, yeah, I'll move to fucking Zamunda and do a surprise wedding to the man who is standing at the top of the aisle expecting the arranged marriage to go forward. Yeah, he's literally thinking he's marrying someone else and he's all right with it. He's just going with it. Exactly. Yes, he's just going with it. Well, that's not the wife I thought I'd be This is okay. What a lovely day. (laughs) Turn up the Oh, you're, you're better than the other one, actually. Come on then. Off we go. Lovely dress. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, the logistics of that really, really, really annoyed me because it just didn't need to happen. And it just undermined so much of the film. She's just really annoying anyway. Like, Well, the first scene we see her and she's got a brain and she's, you know, making this speech. And for the rest of the film, she is just quite coy and sweet. And o- over the course of the film, just loses any of her sass. Her edge, yeah. It's like... Patrice mm. gets all the fun because she's the slutty sister. And then mm. you've got Lisa. Like us with... too, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we can we can see the physical evidence of that. Um <laughs> But Hey! Yeah, I just realised what you meant. <laughs> uh, but then also Lisa's in this kind of like nun outfit, essentially, like from her neck down, she's completely covered. In mm. this really long, shapeless dress that looks like a sort of goat herd. Also, can I please? It the the name of the job is goat herd, not goat herder. Oh, I keep that saying did not I'm, bother me, and it's not something I would ever ever would have noticed. I'm a goat herder. No, did it bother you're you, a goat herd. I never heard of it. I mean, <laughs> never heard of goats. Shepherd, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> not shep herder. Shepherd. Oh, that's true. Wouldn't be gutterder because it's yeah. Oh. What's a shep? Sheep. Sheep is a shep. Well, what's oh, a goat? Quick sheep. <laughs> shep. Exactly. Gotta hurt him quickly. Shep. <laughs> like I must have missed that because I was just like, you're not wait, who's the goat herder? A pedantic idiot. Herd. Akeem lies and says a... that he was a goat herd. Herdy. Yeah. A gutterder. <laughs> um, back at back at home. Oh yes, he does. Home. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah. And yeah. then later on, she's like, if right. I wanted a wealthy man, I wouldn't. You know. I wouldn't be with you. <laughs> I, but I, I right. guess what annoys me towards the end, maybe it's because the pace of the film is just very slow. Um, so slow, actually. Yeah. It's quite a staple of the rom-com thing where you're like, oh my God, you're this? I thought you were that. Oh no, I can't live with it. But they've kind of talked about the logistics of of rich and poor and how you would find someone to really love you for you. Mm. Um, and that's obviously what he's done. It doesn't really make sense to me, basically. It's just sort of like, if you fancy someone, marry them. Exactly. <laughs> that would be the argument of like, so hang on, you thought you were going to come to America for 40 days and somehow find a woman who would give up living in America and go to an African country that she's never been before and be your bride. You thought that was going to work, did you? Because that would be my beef. I'd be like, you're What crazy. if in coming to America too, it actually just kicks up where it left off? She's like, get me out of here. I feel like yeah. they'd be like Harry and Meghan, though. They'd abdicate and go on some kind 100%, of... hundred percent. I thought that at the end. I was like, this is a real Harry-Meghan situation. They don't belong in that world. I mean, I can tell you what the next one's about. Yeah. Really? Give it to me. Yeah, because... And actually, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think um, 
on the plot. I have no idea. I was trying to think. The... I was like, what would this... And not, what would you... It's not a remake. It is a... No, no. Kyle, if you had to pitch to your good friends and correspondents um, <laughs> in the movie business. Dear sir or madam, despite my disgust for your... <laughs> the title of the sequel, uh, I believe that the plot should be based here forthwith. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll then I'll send a voice note. And then okay, go like yeah, this. yeah, go. Oh, yeah, voice note. I reckon you guys should just have like they've got loads of kids, and then it's like a sibling thing, and then they've all got to go out there and get married and bring or find someone and bring them back, and then they all have different parts of Zamunda and Akon's there as well. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Them who Who would you cast as some of the kids? Me? Yeah. It's you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I know that I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just making it easier for them because yeah. I know that already. No need to AV check. Um, Can I be in it as the new sexual chocolate type character? I'll, yeah. I'll play all three rose bearers. Yeah, there are sexy rose bearers that just throw rose petals. One of them's got one name. Feather. Feather. Oh, we all noticed it. it. Bonkers. <laughs> We're all... I was like, how come she's only got one name? I think that's a good idea. I like that. I like that pitch. And you could cast yeah, like all, all the hot, beautiful... I mean, they'll probably just cast Childish Gambino as twins. Oh, Childish Gambino. Yes. yes. But what does it say on the internet? Well, what it says on the internet is very similarly not at all like what you said. That's weird. Yeah, weirdly. They didn't take your letter on board. Set after the events of the first film, former Prince Akeem Joffa, oh, so I see, is set to become King of Zamunda when he discovers he has a son he never knew about in America, a street-savvy Queens native named Lavelle, who's played by Jermaine Fowler. So is there someone who slept with in a scene that we didn't see? Exactly, exactly. I bet it was that night in the club with the Sex and the City, like, Vox Pops. Yeah, with the lineup of, of beautiful, like crazy women. No, um, I'm like, the whole point of him is that he's not sowing his royal oats. And now you're trying to do some sort of Apollo Creed thing on us. Mm. No, I don't Played know. by who? Uh, Jermaine Fowler. Oh, I don't know him. Oh, I don't know him either. He's not really done much. Uh, he's in Superior Donuts. Don't know what that is. If anyone's seen that. No, no never. But oh, shall and... we three meet again for, for the new one then? Kyle, are you up for it? Yeah, I just need to uh, move my laptop so I can charge this. What, for December? We're talking about when this comes out in December. <laughs> when Coming to oh, America sorry. comes out. Shall we jump something on? very different was being said. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, Would you be up for reconvening for uh, a coming to America? Yeah. And we can see how legit it is. Yeah. So I'm just plugging this in. That's all right, baby. I really want bayonets. I really want bayonets. Bayonets. What do you mean, what is it? Bayonets. 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 The sauce? Yeah. Bayonets. What? What are you saying? The sauce that you get with steak. Bernays. Fucking Bernays. <laughs> it's not Bayonets. <laughs> That's going in. That's going in. Hello? <clears throat> that conversation's going in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Bernays. Absolute gem. All right, so coming to America, still legit or bag of shit? <laughs> like the other two options. <laughs> <laughs> 
Take your pick. Yeah, before you take your pick of these ones, I just want to know, mm-hmm. when you watched it originally, back in the day, yeah. what were your feelings then? Uh, I was like, ooh, titties. Mm. Um, but then it made me think it might be a slightly different film, but then it just... It, it was. It was never. It wasn't ever in a sexual way. It doesn't mm. ever deliver on those titties, but, really, does it? No. But I re- only realised that this time round that it was like it's not like a sexual thing. It's just like we don't need to wear tops. Um. But I bet it would be lovely to have your real penis washed with a sponge by a beautiful woman, just like every morning, though, Anna. No, no, no. It is quite stressful. I can imagine though. Because you're like, ah, is she drowning? Yeah, she's underwater, Anna. It's stressful to have people always in the bathroom wiping your ass. That would be yeah, very stressful. That's... He mentions that he's not able to do yeah. that. He would like to take a shit on his own. And I wanted that to pay off in the film. I wanted him to come out of a toilet and be like, success, but be covered in like poop. <laughs> or like <laughs> have toilet paper stuck to it or something. <laughs> Hey, but, maybe they're still filming. We can add it into KL's voice note. He d- <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll put that in there. <laughs> He does very well in America as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Everything goes way too smoothly for him. Mm. Too mm-hmm. smoothly. The whole plan works to plan. It shouldn't. What kind of accent do you think he's doing as well? General African. General African. General African. I've got that on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. <laughs> different time. But James Earl Jones is just not really bothering to do an accent. He's doing like American English? Yeah, fruity mm. American English. Well, let's factor that in then. So, Kyle, still legit or not legit? Still legit. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, if they made that same film now, you think that would still hold up in today's world? Not as a blockbuster. <laughs> They'd have to snip 15 minutes off. I mean, I've seen worse films recently yeah. that have come out and I've been like, what? I agree, actually, with with Kyle because the film it would it would be like probably half an hour shorter. And interestingly enough, sorry to sidetrack yet yet again. Am I sorry? Who knows? Um, no, you're not. It's fine. Is the whole relationship with Eddie Murphy and John Landis, who is the director and who directed him in Trading Places? Mm-hmm. Um, but in Trading Places, so let me just read you a quote real quick. John Landis said, The guy on Trading Places was young and full of energy and curious and funny and fresh and great. The guy on Coming to America was the pig of the world. But I still think he's wonderful in the movie. And then Eddie Murphy said, I'm going to read you this whole quote. Yeah, yeah. We had a tussling confrontation. We didn't come to blows. Personalities didn't mesh. He directed me in Trading Places when I was just starting out as a kid, but he was still treating me like a kid five years later during Coming to America. And I hired him to direct the movie. I was going to direct Coming to America myself, but I knew that Landis had just done three fucked up pictures in a row and that his career was hanging by a thread after the Twilight Zone trial. I figured the guy was nice to me when I did Trading Places, so I'd give him a shot. I was going out of my way to help this guy and he fucked me over. Now he's got a hit picture on his resume, a movie that made over $200 million, as opposed to him coming off a couple of fucked up movies, which is where I'd rather see him be right now. I would love it if he was actually directing this new one as well. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) six years later, they did Beverly Hills Cop 3. But like, that is... And and we didn't even talk about when did Eddie Murphy turn from that sort of magical Eddie Murphy that did Raw and... Trading places and... The slide like, came around Nutty Professor, I think. It, I think it came 
that quote makes me think it came a lot sooner because he was such a massive star so young. It's huge. Mm. And huge as a stand-up. Absolutely huge. And then, you but Have know, you seen his film? Have you seen his film on Netflix? His most recent one? Oh, no, I haven't Dolomite. seen Dolomite. it yet. My name is Dolomite. Yeah, yeah I really want to see it, it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I've only heard good yeah. things, yeah. Definitely but worth a watch. very good. So I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to watch the second one. I'm going to go in and say, yeah, also still legit. Um, could chop about 15, 20 minutes off. The length and the slowness might have lasted for the 80s when we didn't have other things going on. But yeah. now we've got Netflix, so come on. But now, guys, we've got podcasts. <laughs> we've got exactly. podcasts, guys. Come on. Talk yeah. about we've People got have sourdough bread to bake, you know? There's other things. There's IGTV do. going on. <laughs> you know? Claire, TikTok. what have you been cooking in lockdown? When you say cooking... Mm. Not Bernays, by any chance. Uh, oh, I'd love that. Uh, breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just... Oh, that's the end. That's just sausages. Sorry, that was a full stop, not yeah. a comma. Just, just sausages <laughs> across the board. Well, I'm not allowed them at my mum's house, so... Jeez. I've eaten four whole pigs since it's I've been It's been a bacony lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Stinks a little. Play stinks a bit. Kyle, thank you so much for joining us today on Still Legit. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We love you. Kyle is going to be in the next series of Ghosts, which will be out hopefully this autumn. Yeah. And Ooh. the next one, because they fucking... Because they just keep rolling them out. Yeah. And he's also in Statlet's Flat, which you can watch by paging Channel 4. Yes. <laughs> or Googling... I think they also have a fax. Stath Lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Stath Lockdown. Kyle, thanks so much. Thank you. Lots of love. And enjoy uh, your fancy Airbnb. I will, and I'm going to um, get some steak. <sighs> enjoy the steak. I will. So that was Coming to America. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how Coming to America, the very annoyingly named sequel of that, which is going to come out in the autumn, I think it'll be really interesting to see how much they shift away from the previous idea of of Africa and women and how much they're like, no, no, this is perfectly fine. Yeah, are they revisiting coming to America with their new woke eyes on or are they just like, yeah, we'll do whatever. So I think I know where my money is. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to do next week? We, uh, we, we need something different. We've done some big Hollywood blockbusters, so let's bring okay. it down back to British comedy. Anna Brophy? Next week, we will be checking out Little Britain. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, Little Britain. So go and revisit some of your favourite Little Britain sketches and <laughs> prepare but to I... have them torn to shreds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm scared that I'm going... I'm scared that I'm going to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I know that there's there's certain sketches that really rile me and really shouldn't have been made. There's going to be some interesting lines we'll get to trample on. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get... Prepare for us to be called snowflakes by a lot of people on Twitter. <laughs> no, I think it'll be interesting to see what we still feel like in our guts yeah this is okay and, and what doesn't um and what you guys think as well so we'd love to hear what you think whether you still think little britain is still legit anything that um stands out in your mind about any of the sketches legitimacy 
And just any thoughts that you're having really in this unprecedented time that you fancy sharing with us. You can email us at isitstilllegit at gmail.com or get in touch on our Instagram, which is at stilllegitpodcast. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Till next time, guys. Bye. Bye.